Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Hope you've had a fantastic break and you're raring to go for 2021. We've got loads of great guests and loads of great episodes organized for you this year. So today it's episode 135 with none other than Stephen Franks. And we're going to be chatting all about why your business processes and systems will determine your success. So Stephen, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thanks, Darren. How are you? Very well. Did you have a nice break? I did. I did. It was great. Uh, yeah. The relaxation, catching up with some family and friends, uh, just in Sydney. Absolutely. No, that's fantastic. Me too. Um, now, for everybody out there who hasn't met Stephen before, Stephen is the founder of Higher Purpose Accounting Advisory, which helps service-based small businesses, particularly in health, wellness, disability, and not-for-profit, realize their higher purpose. He helps them identify business processes hindering business performance and streamlines these to improve efficiency and sustainability while educating and providing accountability. Stephen has 25 plus years experience in accounting and business administration with commerce, public and not-for-profit sectors in both Australia and the UK, working for large and small organizations prior to commencing his business a few years ago. He's also the author of a number one Amazon best-selling book, How the NDIS Can Work for You. So Stephen, welcome to the show. Looking forward to having a great chat about business systems today, which is going to be a great topic to get everybody set up for this year. Yes, and thank you for having me on your show. Ah, my pleasure. So, I mean, That's I'd great. love to hear your story. Obviously, you know, you've been working for large organizations in the corporate world for some time. What were the things that made you decide, no, nah, I'm going to leave and start my own business and help small businesses do it better? Okay. So I'd spent a lot of uh, years working as an employee or a contractor, you know, learning skills and gaining experience across commerce, public and yep. not-for-profit uh, organisations, both in Australia and the UK. And, um, you know, it was across a range of environments, communication, training. I worked for Sydney Airport for a little while, um, recruitment, uh, the environment and health. And... Much of it was looking at how things could be improved from a reporting um, to processes and systems and including you know, automating uh, manual processes and things like that. So I felt that, that I could offer my services um, to businesses uh, themselves as an advisor um, and help them improve all these sorts of areas. Um, so basically, you know, it's, it's helping frustrated business owners establish robust financial administrative management yep. in their business so they can find efficiencies and, and help them achieve their higher purpose and um, simplify complexities that, um, you know, that they have or they feel they have within their business. Nice. And I have particular focus on health, wellness, and not-for-profit, um, as well as the disability sector as well, because they're great client-facing organisations, but um, generally they need their, their admin and finances uh, improving in some way. 
Definitely. I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase, higher purpose. Tell us, how did you come up with that and what does that mean really for you? Okay. Um, I came up with it because at the time I was thinking, I guess, about what it was I wanted to achieve, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in my life and in my business. And I thought, well, I could use that as a name um, to show my values to you know, prospective clients um, because at the end of the day they got into business for a particular reason and um, they wanted to achieve certain things and so I saw that as their higher purpose. Love it, love it, fantastic. And obviously it's something that you always use to reiterate and hit home with your clients to help That's them right. make sure they're on the right track. You know, because we always, we tend to get to fall into the rhythm of things, but we don't always know if we're going in the right direction. That's for sure, Darren. <laughs> um, so, I mean, obviously you're very big on systems and processes. And, you know, a lot of the time we, we get excited about the strategy, about the ideas, about the concepts, and then we think about what we might be able to achieve down the track, but we forget to put in all those great systems yeah. and automated systems as well, I suppose, that are going to help us grow. So what, why are they so important? Maybe tell us a bit more about, you know, your take on why systems are so crucial. Well, basically, I, I, I see them as they're the things that are going to actually help you achieve those visions and goals and all that high-level strategy stuff that um, you're wanting to achieve. Um, and, and in order to do that, you need to have good financial habits, you know, you need to, um, these things will actually help you achieve your um, financial administrative goals. It'll help you make your compliance requirements, you know, like your taxes and your say yep. on the right side of the law and that sort of thing. Um, they'll protect you from adverse circumstances like running out of money. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and, they're going to help reduce your stress and give you peace of mind and all that, yeah. that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I think there's six key things that I look at um, in within businesses that I see as important. And I think the first one is cash flow is king. Yeah. So businesses need to have cash flow and they need to have cash flow forecast that monitors what's coming in and what is going out, you know, against their projections, against their bank account, and it needs to be updated on a weekly basis. The next yeah. thing is about automating things where you possibly can. So, you know, in your accounting system, having bank feeds and things like that set up, you know, because it's going to reduce human in, uh, error. Uh, and also, you know, things like um, systems around your clients have their um, the invoicing process set up so that you know when it's going to happen, when you're going to get paid and automated things around that so that you don't have to get on the phone every five minutes trying to chase up the money. Mm -hmm. you know? And another things like email templates and calendar invites and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to try and reduce your human... Um, energy as well and your spend because there's so many other things to do these days particularly for small business you know, yeah, automation is key it certainly is yeah. so yeah those sorts of things 
uh, keeping in regular contact with your uh, accountant is really important and small businesses in particular. They're only in contact with them every three months and it's more for the compliance things around you know, BAS and payroll and those kind of things. Yeah. You know, income tax at the end of the year. So what that means then is there's no time spent on identifying where there's issues or taking advantage of opportunities and things like that. So uh, it's it's important to work on those things uh, with your accountant on a more regular basis. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point actually because I, I watched a movie years ago. It was called Dinner Rush. I loved it. It was a bit of a mafia movie with Danny Aiello and he, he buys a, a restaurant but he sits at this table always with his lawyer and it, it made it struck me how important it is to have a good lawyer and a good accountant with anything you do in business because yeah. they're, they're like they're your mastermind team you've always got to be at arm's length um, you know be able to call your lawyer or your accountant for advice because there's always something that you're going to be needing to run by them over time so it's a really good point yeah absolutely and uh, create a budget every year and yep. review it you know, monthly, quarterly, whatever works best for you. So you can see what it is you hoped as opposed to what actually happened and you can make adjustments. Um, don't do what some people do. They create this thing and then they store it and then you know, at the end, in the financial year when they're getting towards the end of the year and thinking about the next, then they pull it out and go, oh, we didn't achieve that. So yeah. you can't. Do that you just got to look at it regularly and see what you can change things change and business yeah. is dynamic so, definitely 100 um, so running your financial reports uh regularly so you know from your software particularly your profit and loss and your balance sheet and um and 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 looking at that too against your, your cash flow forecast and, and things like that seeing where there's variances and what adjustments you need to make and then finally, checklists. I'm a big one on checklists. Uh, they help you not to forget things, yep. but they also they help you have consistency and they're a great tool for organising things and um, you know, it's completeness of tasks and all that. So, yep. And you need them for everything from reconciling your bank account or invoicing and collecting money from people, but also when you're onboarding clients and... Um, yeah, and your marketing side of things, so yeah, all that sort of stuff. So you know what needs to be done, what order, and um, who's doing it. Especially yeah. if you've got you've got um, employees or staff that are supporting you, then you need to know that. And it helps with delegation as well. Yeah, checklists. Like what's come to mind for me, checklists are great in forcing you to to form great habits as well around your know, business practice. Yeah. You know, after all, if you use checklists often enough, it just becomes a habit to do those things. And that's what will really keep you in check and make sure that you have everything planned for and forecasted for and you never run into any surprises. That's yeah. for sure. It's really sort of, it's, it's kind of accountability first and then it becomes habit set. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so in terms of, you know, your area of expertise, how did you fall into working with those particular sectors or is that, is that a, a reason that you concentrate on a few of those sectors in particular? I found at the start that 
I found that many of those um, types of businesses were the ones that I was um, drawn to or they were the ones asking questions or connecting with me. Mm. But also, too, you know, my, my skill set and that works well to, to go with those people and they also fit in with my values as well in terms of the higher purpose and um, helping others. Yeah, yeah. So you tend to work with small to medium-sized organisations more so? That's correct. Yeah, and probably it allows you to get a little bit more, um, you know, a closer relationship with those decision makers and really build strong foundations for working together for the future rather than being just another, you know, another name without a face. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just become another contractor or something uh, like cog that. Cog in the wheel <laughs> of the machine. Yeah, for sure. Okay, no, I love it. Um, so, Stephen, tell us a bit more about how you actually work and if, you know, if people want to come and work with you, is there a process involved? Is there a methodology that you take them through? What exactly can you do for them? So tell us a bit about how you work and, you know, what you do for your clients. Yeah, okay. So initially... Um, when somebody comes to me, that we have a, a phone or a Zoom session just to understand a bit more about them, what they're doing, what they are looking for, you know, challenges and things that they're having. And then from that, then we move on to either a face-to-face or a Zoom meeting and we do a, a deep dive into identifying what the particular issues are that are affecting the business um, yeah what sort of opportunities they need. And I go through a number of questions and a checklist and all that kind of thing to see what sorts of areas they need assistance in. So yes, there's a financial side of things, but there's also things around, you know, do they have a CRM? What marketing are they doing? And they might be saying they're not getting any money coming in, but what sort of things are they doing to help it to come in. So we're kind of looking at that so that then it becomes this holistic thing, not just, oh, we're just kind of band-aiding or fixing just one part of it, but another part, I think. Um, So then we put together a a plan. So I do a mind map and I create a prioritised plan of action against activities that need to be done and who's going to do it and when, in what order, that sort of thing. And then I help them implement it. So, you know, I guide them, I educate them, um, I organise or, or actually create the automations and that and, um, and the documentation and things like that. And, and I also facilitate connections with other experts to um, look at those things that are out of scope of what I actually do. Gotcha, yeah. So, yeah, so, so the focus is on sustainability, education and accountability, yeah. really, so that things get done. Awesome. It sounds like you don't only focus on the financial side, but also the holistic business side as well, and you can point them in the right direction and refer them to other service providers that might be able to help in some other areas as well. That's for sure. I mean, all roads lead to finance, but, you know, there's all these other things that need to be done. All roads lead to finance. (laughs) I love it. Well done. And I'd love to hear a story about maybe, you know, confidentially, of course, about a client that might have come to you, 
you know, in disarray, without any processes, without any systems, and you're able to really set them up properly, and then their business is just flourishing from there, you know, forever on. I'd love to hear a little story about that. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess one of them was uh, this particular people who were um, that provide services in the mental health area side of things. Nice. And, you know, they'd come from being an employee and then a contractor. Yeah. And they thought, you know, I can do this myself, um, so I need to get out there and do it. And, yes, they were able to get out there and find themselves some clients and that. And they set up some sort of booking system and started seeing people. And people, you know, create, create an invoice and send it out or whatever. But what wasn't in place was this holistic approach around how they were gaining the clients but also the systems and processes that they needed in place yep. in terms of getting paid um keeping track of their expenses and things like that um having information um stored appropriately so that as they go through the year one, they can refer back to it easily, but also to the end of the year, then there's those compliance needs and things that they needed as well. And I think also too, you know, around not doing things just out of a spreadsheet, but having proper um, system in place around their accounting and around their client management and all that. So that was where I was able to look at these things and go, okay, well, these are what you're going to need to look at and then put together a plan around it and then sort out, you know, the thing, the areas of greatest need and then go on from there. And now they're at the point where well, they're not relying on the spreadsheet. They've got a proper system to actually put everything in and things are coming in that are automated and things are linked to the bank accounts and all this kind of stuff. So it's a whole lot better wow, for them. Nice. And, yeah, they're moving on. Yeah, exactly. They're doing so much more. And they still uh, keep in contact with you regularly just for general advice and, and counsel? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Awesome. It's a really good point you made about um, choosing the right systems because for me that's always a, a bone of contention. You know, when you want to put together a new package or start a new um, software product or use some new system, there are so many products on the market and I just don't know where to start. So it's nice to have someone that can actually say, for this, for your need – choose this or this rather than trolling through the internet, you know, downloading a million trials and then setting all these things up that aren't going to serve you. And it's, ah, oh, it's a nightmare. I've done it before and it's a nightmare. Yeah, it can be a great um, time waster and, and also to just, you just get a bit uh, stressed out after yeah. a while. <laughs> yeah, just, you just give up. You say, oh, forget it. <laughs> I'll just go back to yeah. the expression. Well, that's it. Yeah, they just have partially implemented things because I don't understand properly how to get it the best out of it so yeah. yeah yeah fantastic well done now i believe you've just recently released a number one amazon best-selling book is that correct that is correct so tell us a bit about this book and yes. how this book came about okay and i also have a hard copy version oh, there we go as well so um yes so initially it came out as an uh amazon kindle book and yep. then a few months later, hard copy version as well. So, yeah. so basically the book um, is 
how the NDIS can work for you. Yep. And so the NDIS is the National Disability Insurance Scheme, and it's the biggest change in healthcare since the 1980s. Wow. And so it means changes for all Australians, uh, particularly for people with disabilities, uh, their carers and their families, and, and also for the providers and the government. Yep. And you know, the participants um, now have greater choice and control over what sort of supports and things that they can have and who can provide them and um, when, which, you know, in the old system, there was an old block funding system and quite often people would be just told, well, you can have this support, that support or whatever because that's offered in your local area and so people were missing out. Right, so right. certainly opened the doors to people now yeah. in what they can um, achieve. Awesome. So it's it's yeah, kind so of a book. good little snapshot into how the NDIS can work properly for you, if you don't know. Yeah, most definitely. So, and so what, when I wrote the book, um, it's to help you know, the providers in particular to be able to navigate the system, you know, because I want more businesses to be able to be successful and that will in turn then bring greater outcomes for the participants themselves. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw uh, providers struggling in this space and, you know, with the new ways of having to do things. They had manual processes or they had things in place that served the old system but not the new, so they weren't able to get things happening the way they needed to. So... Um, and, and also, too, sometimes their finance and admin and that was, it wasn't their skill set. Yeah. They're helping, wanting to help clients and yeah. um, get the best outcomes for them. So, so it was about making things better for them. So that's kind of where the idea of it came from. Um, but although the book is written for the NDIS providers, it's the concepts in the book can be applied equally to any sort of business anyway. Yep. yep. Yeah. And any individual, I suppose, that wants to use and utilise the NDIS system for them too. Yeah, that's right. So they get some understanding of that as well because the book starts out talking about how the scheme works, you know, what sort of opportunities there are um, in the system for you know, participants as well as the um, providers um, and, and what systems and processes and things you have in place, the importance of, you know, your planning and marketing and, and these um, you know, strategies and things in place as well and then connecting effectively with other providers as well because these people quite often will need more than one type of support. So being connected to other providers in that space will... Um, you know, enable them to, to help more people. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much it, yeah. So, and so far the feedback has been all positive from the people who read it, which is, is great. So I know that it's making, and it's meeting the need um, of the people out there. Yeah, well, it's a number one best-selling book. It must be, uh, it must be meeting the needs of enough people yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I'm assuming that, it came about by the fact that a lot of your clients in the medical um, sectors were asking you a lot of questions about the NDIS and how they can 
use it and how what were the implications as well, et cetera, et cetera. That's right. And then there was other people who were asking me questions about they operate outside the NDIS, so they might provide the health and medical services um, that they could provide to these people, but they could also be providing other services like marketing and um, finance or um, IT services, you know, that there are a whole range of things that need to support the whole system. You, know, you can support even the government in some respects with yeah. certain things. So there's quite a scope of things that can be um, used and uh, tapped into. Fantastic. So what's the, it's the biggest change in the system since the 80s, is it? It is. Wow, it is. Hey, that's incredible. Yeah, it's a big change. That's incredible. Well done. Well, well. And how long did it take to write the book? Uh, so from when it was actually released to when I first started, it's uh, a couple of years, but the actual writing of the core stuff would happen within three months. Mm -hmm. And then it was just um, making some adaptions and then you know, held off a little bit too because of the um, timing of things and that. So, yeah. Yeah, and then, and COVID hit as well, so. Um. <laughs> so you launched it during COVID? Is that when you launched Yes, it was launched during COVID, but kind of after that initial wave of things happening. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well done, mate. Very commendable. Um, you know, number one best-selling book on Amazon. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. If anybody wants to know more about how the NDIS can work for them or their business, definitely check out that book by Stephen. Um, but Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, really appreciate you coming in. The first one for 2021. Um, maybe tell the audience how they can find you and connect with you if they want to talk more about how you can help them with their business. Yeah, so um, they can pretty much connect to me um, via LinkedIn and Facebook, um, yep. also on my website. And um, also too, you can look up my uh, book on Amazon. And um, I have an uh, Instagram page as well. So those kind of the key areas uh, where you can connect. And I can provide all those links to you, uh, Darren, and you can share those um, you know, with the podcast. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sure. And I think also too, you know, before we kind of go, you know, some, um, you know quick little tips or takeaways is I think for a business, you need to have some sort of business plan, you know, even if it's a one or two page high level sort of thing, you know, because it's something you can work from, you can refine from it as you go. Yeah. Um, and, and things may not necessarily work out as envisaged, but um, you make changes and you keep moving forward. Yeah. And I think the other thing, the big things around the cash flow forecast, and you know, it's really important to have that and to look at it. You know, regularly, at least weekly, to see how you're going. Um, and it's something too that you know, I can provide a, a link to a, um, a template as well if any of your listeners are interested in that as well. Sure, that'd be fantastic. I mean, we've we've heard that expression for years: cash is king, cash flow is king, and it is. I mean, it really is. So yeah, that that would be really uh, useful. I'll put that in the notes as well for everybody. Okay, that'd be great. 
Excellent. Well, Stephen, thank you again. Everybody out there, Stephen Franks, episode 135, first one for 2021. Loads of great shows and great stuff happening on the Playing With Perspective podcast for this year. So stay tuned. Thanks again for your loyalty and your everybody listening and viewing and sharing the posts. And uh, just a little plug, if anybody likes you know, what you're learning from the podcast, please give us a review on either Apple or on YouTube. Um, that would mean the world to me. And then we can keep bringing you all these amazing guests and amazing content. So thanks again, Stephen. Really appreciate you coming in on the show. And uh, everybody out there, have a great day. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode. Bye for now.